You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, Grab your mouse and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, episode number 285. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local. Hey bud. Hey man. Another How's busy weekday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It's getting busier. Good. Did you have a good Valentine's Day? I did. Um, just nice, relaxing. Went, went out to dinner with the wife, had some pizza, and we were good. Nice. It's a big splurge. Nice, nice romantic pizza. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ended up going to a nice restaurant in town. Oh, I think I posted pictures of the sushi I had. It was amazing. Just oh, I saw that the one the one that looked like Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the volcano. Uh, sushi. Oh yeah. my god! A whole bunch of stacked sushi pieces with a nice uh, spicy mayo all over it. Uh, with roe. I think I think I remember a time when when you were down in Florida and you and I went out for sushi and we ordered this boat that could have fed like twelve people and you and I devoured it ourselves. Yeah, we weren't feeling so good after that. So. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun though. That was fun. I loved being yes, it. Was. Anyways, so we got a, a bunch to 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 get into the show today. Uh, some interesting stuff from all over the map. Um, yeah. Probably the most interesting, and certainly made the most news, is uh, Miley Oye's uh, video on how to hire SEOs. Um, why don't you share a couple of the points they, they noted? Yeah, it's actually, it's a good video. It's about 11, 12 minutes long. It's really focusing on businesses are looking to hire an SEO and some of the things they should look out for. A lot of the phrases and words used really caught my attention. You know, just a lot of things we always say on the show. A couple of things I pulled out real specifically is she really focused in at the very beginning of the video on how long it takes SEO to have an impact. She very she has a slide that says need four months to a year to help a business see improvements in search. And there's so many companies out there that are like, yep, we can help you rank in you know 60 days. And, you know, and it's like, no, this can take up to a year. And, and it really helps us be able to back up our claims that this stuff takes a while. So it's always nice to get that, that kind of reinforcement from Google. 
Yeah, the years. other one that I like to use that Google has said in the past and still says is that um, SEO companies that uh, guarantee services aren't ethical. And, and I, I, I'm 100% in agreement of that And because uh, I get it all the time. Do you guarantee results? Well, no, it's marketing and we don't control Google. Yeah, um, it's like, can you guarantee that six million dollars you spend on your Super Bowl ad is going to drive six million dollars worth of business? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can guarantee branding, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the, the other thing she does in this video is she she steps through the SEO hiring process, and she's got four really categorical areas that she talks about. Once she talks about the interview, how to conduct a two-way interview, some of the questions you should ask um, as a business, um, and some of the answers you should expect to get as a business, which I thought was really interesting. Um, talks about checking references, which is something we always recommend people do when they're looking to hire SEOs because there's so many in our industry, in our industry that they, they may try to do things right, but they give clients bad results, and, and so check those references. Um, and then this one I thought was great. She goes into a lot of detail about um, the fact that your your SEO needs to do an audit of your site to understand what the issues are. And sometimes you have to pay for that audit. It's not something they're going to do for free, which, oh, are, which is really that's good. Music. I haven't heard that one yet. I love yes. this video now. I get that. I get that pushback all the time. Well, why are you exactly. telling? Yeah, you know, why, why are you going to do this research just to tell me what you need to pay me? Well, I'm, that's why we actually we've we've turned it around. We don't. We do the audit, but we we package it in a way that it's totally portable. They can do it themselves, the implementation. They can take it yep. elsewhere, whatever. That way, they're not just way. paying us to. Years. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the way they they pay us so that they don't. They're not just paying us to get a bill. And she and she, she actually goes as far as recommending that you, as a business, and you're if you're a larger business, you might want to get this done by multiple SEO companies, and then look at the audits to determine which one you could work best with. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, for larger then, businesses, I can see that being feasible. Yeah. And then the last thing she goes into detail is how to decide, you know, if you want to hire someone or she even, this is the part that's Olivia, if you want to do it yourself, if you're small enough. So um, it's a really good video. I'd, I'd watch it if for no other reason to, to really get some information on what people really should be looking for when they're hiring an SEO. And if you're selling your services, you might want to try to conform to some of these things that they're, they're talking about. I know we already did. There was nothing new in it for me, um, but it really, it's a real good guide for an SEO who wants to make sure that they're providing the best service they can and, and be able to answer the questions in that very critical stage of, you know, selling your services. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. I'm glad she did that. I haven't heard from Miley in a while. So very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Seems like ages ago since we saw her at the, I'm sure she's still at a lot of the conferences, but since I don't go, I, I haven't seen her. But anyway. Yeah, me too. It's been way too long since I've been to a conference. I need to get out this year more. We just have to coordinate so we're both at the same conference. Yeah, I know. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, am, the, I am speaking in Syracuse next month if you want to show, if you want to come to Syracuse. Oh, brother. Well, that's close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah. maybe when you're in Seattle yeah. or that, somewhere that on work. the West Coast. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's time for the Eish files. So, um, Gary Ish, uh, has posted a ton this week and essentially it's a, do you know series or did you know series? I mean, of tweets and, uh, it's been all over the map and a lot of good stuff. Some of it's, I mean, all of it is stuff that anyone who's been doing SEO for a while already knows and it's just writ, but I think it's good for people who aren't in the know or are still learning 
um, to be reminded of some of this stuff. So, you so to- the answer to so the answer to a lot of them for us is yes, we knew that, but for a lot of people, it might be no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we're like, oh, it's so nice to get something we already, you know, we we knew, but we wanted to confirm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of that really here either. <laughs> it's just yeah. just good stuff. The, the the most recent one that I think there was a story out there about on um, where was that at SEO Roundtable? I think Barry wrote about it. Was he read he read one of the DIYs or DIYs, DYKs, did you know, tweets from Gary was, um, if you read your text out loud and it doesn't sound right, it, it, it may impact the rankings. It might not rank as well because it doesn't, it's not structured right, which is, which I never really thought about that way before. I don't know how often I read the text out loud to myself, but it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. let's, um, what I'm going to do is actually read through a few of his. So, um, this yeah. for those that want to listen. Uh, okay, so why don't we do them? We spare off. I'll do the first one on the page. Are you on a SC Roundtable page? I'm getting there. All right. We, we, uh, we can do this on one condition. Uh-huh. That you don't use any voices. Oh! <laughs> no, no voices allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but my... Oh, fine. All right. Hey, <laughs> okay, this on. is the first one. Did you know Google doesn't have a duplicate content penalty? But having many URLs serving the same content burns crawl budget and may dilute signals. See, the delight, and, and for that one, I, I want to talk about these some too, because the dilute signals is the big piece to, for me. And if you have page, pages of content that are on the same topic, more often than not, you're going to have inbound links that go to those two different pages. And that's diluting that offsite authority that you're building because because if it was all on one page and you were being very selective in your targeting, all that offsite authority would be going to one page, making that page stronger instead of divided up between two pages and diluting the singles. I think it's a great piece of advice and a great thing to understand and know. Mm-hmm. Just 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 saying. Um, yeah, it makes me reminds me that I, if I if I only had a person devoted to my website, just how much more <laughs> you do with my own <laughs> after all that content. That's uh, anyway. That's depressing. Okay, move on. You're, you're next. Okay, <laughs> the next DYK is the number of results, in quotes, you see in search results is really just an approximation that's less accurate the more potential results exist. So that means basically the more potential results that are for a search query, the less accurate that number gets. So if, if you search for something and there's only 20 you know, or 100 results in Google's index, it's probably pretty close to 100. But if you search and there's 2 billion, like there is if you do a site search on Facebook, that's an estimate that's less accurate. Yes. That's how I read that. All right. Next. Did you know traffic drops after site moves are usually caused by missing or rogue tags slash directives on the new site? Removed hreflang, extra no index, etc. Wow. All right. So for the uh, the SEO 101 listener, that's going to make very little sense, um, unless you've done a little bit of SEO at least. So first of all, what he's saying is when you do a site move, sometimes um, you remove specific pieces of, uh, like for example, uh, no indexes are are added to pages by mistake. Uh, you haven't transferred over any redirects from the old site. Um, that's the directives he's talking about. Um, removing hreflang, I'm not exactly sure why anyone would do that in a transition, but I, I suppose if it's a brand new site, they could do that. Although he's talking about site moves. Right. Uh, I'm not sure about that part. Anyway, um, 
that's that's interesting. Actually, I haven't clicked on this pick. Is the pick of any interest? No, he he had he had some really stupid picks to these these oh. DYKs. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are. That yeah. is sad. Okay, well, you know what. This next one is interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a caveat on it too because I don't I think there's some a caveat that needs to go with it. I mean, he said DYK. Did you know blocking a page with both a robots.txt disallow and a no index in the page doesn't make sense because Google can't see the no index. And if it's a brand new page, I totally agree with that. However, if it's a page that's already indexed in Google and you're trying to remove it. You you have to do the no index. Just putting a robots.txt doesn't get it removed from Google. Good point. Good point. Unless unless you put the robots.txt and then go into Webmaster Tools and physically ask for it to be removed, but it won't it won't get removed from a. Yeah, if you're just doing a single page, that's more feasible than a few. <laughs> exactly. All right. Did you know you don't necessarily need links to rank? Don't believe me. Here's an article from Ranfish. Uh, interesting. Okay, I didn't see this part. I haven't read this one. So that means I have to look at our article to answer this. That actually ties in really good to our question question later um, from the, the, the community question that we're going to answer at the, towards the end of the show. Okay, yeah. So I guess the, the point is that some of the sites or some of the pages that were ranking for a search that Rand looked at um, didn't have it, had only one link or 12 links, very few, but were out pacing the other ones because well their their content was 100% accurate uh, and that's what I'm gathering the few links they had were probably really good quality links too yeah there you go anyway. but if you don't have any links the way he words it though is you don't necessarily need links to rank he didn't say he didn't qualify links so basically he said if you had a page without any links at all do you think it would rank there you go I don't know Let's do one well, more and then move on. Few comparisons, very very low competition areas, I bet. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, did okay. You're doing the next one. I'm doing the next one. Okay. Um, did you know we released an update version of our search quality raters guidelines, um, asking if you're bored and link to it. So basically, he's asking if you've read the search quality, if you knew it was updated. Um, it was just uh, when did they release this one? It was. Apparently, it's actually from March 2016, so it's not really updated. That's a note from. Yeah, yeah. This was a this was an old one, <laughs> an old update. It's, he was talking to people that haven't looked at the guidelines for over a year. So there you go. There's one I want to add at the end here. I'm going to skip the one we talked about last week. Anyway, this one is: Did you know that after 18 years, we're still using PageRank and hundreds of other signals in ranking? And that's important because I still get, and I think I actually saw an article on this because I think all SEOs get it. Um, the people who have finally heard that you know you don't look at page rank anymore think that means it doesn't exist. That's not true. It is. Mm -hmm. It's still there. It's part of the algorithm, but it's just there's no visual signals that you should rely on, um, and it's still such a, just a part of a many faceted algorithm that you know, it's not as powerful as it once was. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some kind of name for the signal for a backlink authority of a site, but since we don't know the name and know what the measurement scale is, we don't talk about it. Unfortunately, when this first came out and they had the page rank um, in the Google toolbar and there was an actual scale and there was a number one through ten and people fixated on that, that became an issue. So there, who knows? It, it never has. It hasn't been one through ten in the back end of Google ever i think they just used the one through ten because it was easy to display it at the toolbar um ooh, ooh. one other one i want to add here 
because uh, right. this is another great one. I clients, oh, I deal with this all the time. Did you know keywords have different weight depending on their position on the page and their surroundings? For example, footer text may weigh less than centerpiece text. Um, so I think that's important because I get a lot of people loading their footers, and that's why Google doesn't put as much weight on them. Exactly. Uh, so you know, just keep in mind that, uh, in fact, I try to trim our footers to the maximum, uh, to the absolute minimum. I mean, um, they just get way too weighted up. Uh, in fact, if, if 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 a lot of people put all of their navigation down in the footer as well as the, 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 that they have in their main navigation and the header. Um, I imagine there's some cases for that, but most cases I don't use it. Uh, I don't yeah. do that. I have absolute minimal. If you have navigation. really, really long pages, sometimes it could be helpful for users. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, uh, we can actually tie those last two together and do our own. Did you know? Um, did you know that, pa that page rank is actually not a single, there's not a single number for a page? Google actually can divide the page into sections and give each section of the page its own page rank. Like the footer can have a separate number than the body content, which can have a separate number from the header of the page. Just there another you did you know. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we've got one more did you know to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the last did you know is an SEO 101, did you know? We just <laughs> found out today, I didn't realize this, that we are streamed every day, three times per day at 1 a.m. Eastern, noon Eastern, and 5 p.m. Eastern. So, hey, you can listen to us three times per day. Isn't that just made your day? I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if you if you are one of those people that listen to us three times a day, every day, um, please, please don't reach out to us because we might have to call the authorities. Just say. <laughs> Our first stalkers. Wow. Yes. Anyway. Um, okay. The Mueller Files. Got to do it. No, There's um, a voice again, man. I know, I know, I know. Hey, since what have you got the hack on the old voice? Ugh, it's hard. All right. My kids, now you. Ugh. All right. Okay, this is one you posted. I, I've read about it, but why don't you lead with it? Yeah, so um, this interesting question was asked, and, and John Mueller answered it in one of his videos. Basically, the people have been talking about bounce backs. Basically, if someone goes to your website from Google and hits the back button immediately, um, that it, it, does, it impacts your rankings, right? And Google has said over and over again that this is not the case. They bounce backs don't influence rankings. However, people have still tried to do things to make this hard. They actually will manipulate the back buttons of a browser through code on the page. So you can't even hit the back button. I'm hoping that it will Classy. help. Yeah, hoping that would help improve their rankings. Um, <laughs> John came out once again and said, no, that does absolutely nothing but annoy your users. It's not going to help your rankings because we don't use that as a signal. So if, if, if you see this as a recommendation or if you know somebody doing it, tell them to quit because it's not good for users. It's going to make the users mistrust the business and the website that they're on if you do that to them. I know that would, it would annoy me greatly, and I'd probably never go back to the website if they did that. So don't try this. Um, don't try it at home. Don't try it at work. It's not good. It's not going to do anything for you other than annoy people. Now, the one thing they did, one thing about that, I, I, I actually don't remember what he said exactly. Uh, I should look it up here. But um, if someone clicks back right away to Google, that is noted. So I'm not sure why you'd say that's not. It, it may be noted. <laughs> But it, it touched it before. I'm sure they right. Have. They they yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, I still agree though. <laughs> if you're yeah. going to that extent because your site sucks that badly, <laughs> you've got other problems. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's like ha having a date. Ah, the door's locked. You can't leave. Oh, you know what that reminds me of is the conversation we used to have about um, Google bombing, right? And how if you Google bomb somebody and they, they you, you get ranked really well and they go to the page and it doesn't show you what they were looking for because you Google bombed it um, and they bounce back immediately. That conversation reminded me there's a new Google bomb out right now that if you type in a misogynist or what is a misogynist, <laughs> The, the knowledge graph in Google shows Trump's profile. It's amazing. <laughs> At least it did. It, I don't know if it still does it. It did it a couple days ago. I don't know if they fixed it or not. Yeah. I'm going to check yeah, it was, out. That was getting around. That's for sure. Okay. Um, fast track indexing versus normal indexing. Why do, some, why do pages sometimes appear in the results quickly then disappear? And uh, again, this is actually the one I didn't read. Damn it. So I have to let you do it again. So, I so basically, I know you should. You got to, you got to, you got to do a little more homework. Basically, they're talking about two different types of index. And John Mueller was people were asking him, you know, why does this happen? Why does something show up and then disappear? And he says there's two kinds of indexes. There's a fast track indexing, which leads to pages getting indexed really fast, but not stick in the results um, very long. And then there's normal indexing, which really was like, which is 
how it normally happens. So it might take a little bit longer to get indexed, but once it does, it stays there for a while. Um, and the, the fast tracking index, were, it, it's because you submitted something to the index feature or um, in Fetch and Webmaster Tools or, or um, something out of the ordinary was why Google indexed that page. If they just found the page through normal web crawl activity through links or however, that's normal indexing. If there was something that triggered the indexing, like a submit through uh, Google Fetch, that's going to be a fast track indexing, which might not stick around as long. There you go. But then and one thing I, I was going to say, what it can then again be later be found due to normal indexing, be put back in the index and stay longer. So that's why sometimes they come in real quick, disappear, and then show up again later. Interesting. Okay. Well, one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show is that our airing date is no longer going to be Thursday, but on Mondays. Uh, not that it really matters because you can download us anytime and listen to us three times a day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the first air date will be on Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday. So, so just a heads so, up, so, everyone. So if it's 4 p.m. Eastern on Monday and we're played at 1 a.m. noon and 5 p.m. every day, does that mean it's 1 noon, 4 and 5 on Mondays? We're going to have to ask. <laughs> back to back. Nice. Yeah, you might get us four and five o'clock. <laughs> All right, five All right. o'clock it is. Word there you go, guys. Sir. It's going to be yep. five o'clock. <laughs> okay, so 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. This next one was interesting. You were telling me about this, and I got I to gotta hear it because I didn't read this one. So I'll, I'll take the, the medicine on this one about the fingerprints. Yeah, so when people are doing advertising, they tend to want to know who you are, at least identify you in some way. They drop a cookie. They say, okay, this person's here. They're coming from Chrome. They're at this IP, if they get the IP. Um, and they try and fingerprint. It's called fingerprint the, the person who's there so they get an idea who they are and, and can deliver new content, fresh stuff every time they come or keep targeting them, retargeting. Well, you know, oftentimes we would switch to another browser if we wanted to check something out or we wanted to go to a page and see, you know, what's changed. There's different ways you can test with multiple browsers. Well, that is no longer the case in the very, in, in, at least in some of the more advanced areas, they can now track you and it doesn't matter which keyword or which browser you're using. Um, and it's, it's pretty astonishing actually. Um, the Electronic Frontier Foundation's privacy tool, known as Panoptic, Panopticlick, <laughs> found that only one in about seven, 77,691 browsers had the same characteristics as the one commonly used by a particular reporter. Can um, they be more specific than that? Come on. Yeah, I know. Such <laughs> fingerprints, I'm just reading this verbatim, such fingerprints are the result of specific settings and customizations found in specific browser installation, including the list of plugins, the selected time zone, whether a do not track option is turned on, and whether an ad blocker is being used. So does this does this also work when you're using like the incognito mode in Chrome, those, those specific modes where you're supposed to be like invisible to everybody? Do we know? We don't know. No. So here's some of the features they can do cross-browser. There's actually a whole list. It's quite exhaustive, so I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, but you can find this article on Ars Technica. It's called, the title is, Now Sites Can Fingerprint You Online Even When You Use Multiple Browsers. And this list cites um, all these features and whether or not they're um, 
used in single browser sessions, and if they do, um, also whether or not they use in cross whether they can track it through cross browser. So cross browser, I'll just go through the ones that are the most obvious: content language, time zone, screen resolution, and color depth. That's interesting. So that's something they can see. And I mm -hmm. imagine that would be different across various systems. Um, the list of fonts, the hmm. whether or not you're you've got do not track set isn't so high. Canvas, I'm not sure what Canvas is. Um, do you know what that would be? I don't. Okay. Um, WebGL render, I guess that is uh, your the drivers used for your your uh, card, mm -hmm. your video card. Screen ratio, JavaScript list of fonts. I guess that's a specifically different one. Yeah. Uh, audio context, normalized so we, renders. It's a lot of really like technical stuff. I mean, these guys are we, brilliant. <laughs> so, 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 how does this tie? And I think I have an idea how this can tie to SEO. Basically, if the advertisers can do this, it's it's easy to surmise that Google can do the same thing when it comes to personalized search, right? Yes. So yeah. that to me goes back to the question, well, can can they do this or does this also impact incognito mode? Because a lot of times I'll use incognito mode if I want to get rid of personalization, if I if I want to um, you know, see a page fresh without any cache um, influencing what I'm seeing, any kind of cache or cookies influencing what I'm seeing on a page, right? But if this stuff is also being recorded and tracked and changing what I'm seeing or changing how Google sees what I'm seeing, um, that makes that a little less effective then I'm going to have to kind of figure out a new way to do that. This is interesting. Um, there's actually a promoted comment here this is, uh, by Kyle Ector. It says, I just tried the uniquemachine.org tracker in Chrome, Chrome Incognito, and Firefox developer. All three gave different browser fingerprints, expected, but both Chrome windows gave the same computer fingerprint, which is a bit scary. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, now, if you want real creepiness, besides traditional, I'm going to quote here, besides traditional single browser fingerprinting, other tracking methods include monitoring the way visitors type passwords and other text and embedding inaudible sound in TV commercials or websites. The Tor browser without an attached microphone or speakers is probably the most effective means of protection. <laughs> Although the researchers said running a browser inside a virtual machine may also work. So they're using audio. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's just too creepy, man. <laughs> you know, and it goes to me. It depends on your perspective on this, right? I don't mind them knowing more about me if it means they're going to give me things that are more specific to what I want to see or what I like, right? That's okay with me. I don't. I'm. I'm one of those kind of people that say. I don't have to be 100% private all the time. If they know more about me and then can provide better services to me, I'm fine with that. So I'm not that worried about this. I just have to use a different machine to, to search things that I don't want my wife knowing about. Yeah, I had to follow this. Yeah, <laughs> I had to follow this, uh, this, this, uh, this down this rabbit hole here. This is so crazy. I had no idea. Uh, be careful about these. Uh, ads that are putting out this ultrasonic pitches. So the quote unquote, the ultrasonic pitches are embedded into TV commercials or are played when a user encounters an ad displayed in a computer browser. While the sound can't be heard by the human ear, nearby tablets and smartphones can detect it. 
when they do, browser cookies can now pair a single user to multiple devices and keep track of what TV commercials the person sees, how long the person watches the ads, and whether the person acts on the ads by doing a web search or buying a product. Oh, that is so creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's taking it too far. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, with that said, that's the rest of the Isles or Mueller files, I believe, covered. Yep. And it's time to hit some questions. So, all right. So, Anthony asks, yeah, Good question. two websites are competing neck and neck for top position on Google for their primary keywords. Both sites are well optimized. Both websites are on page one for Google search. One website is focused heavily on getting backlinks. The other website is focused heavily on producing high quality content. Which website will appear higher in Google search for their primary keywords? Not including long tail keyword search. Good question, Anthony. <laughs> Either real shit disturber, that one. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot give, of give answer butts here. Um, I'm trying to sort them out. So my head. To, I think this 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 but this pretty much boils down to the age old SEO question: What's more important, backlinks or content? Right. There's that's where the ifs, ands, or buts come in, though. Um, I've 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 always been heavily at one side of that equation, always, and his his question is really puts it out clear there to me. There, there's to me there's a very clear, distinct, direct answer to this, and it's not so much of which will appear higher in Google search results because to me, you know, that is, I've always thought of you know rankings as a KPI, a performance indicator, right? So my goal with doing SEO for a client is to improve their business. That's That's got to be the focus of any good SEO. Yes, getting better rankings is important because that helps drive more quality traffic um, to a website. So, but but the, that's a KPI. It's performance indicator. Yeah, it, that's it what he's talking about, though. How, yeah, but it you is what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> all right all right fine well then then tell me tell me because because i'm always on the side of content because personally i don't care if i'm ranked number one if if someone goes there and doesn't find what they want the ranking is useless because they're going to leave and not buy anything it doesn't matter right oh, so to oh, me sure. that's it's a use it's useless yeah, well, I think so. Content is definitely the winner when it comes to link versus content. If you're assuming links versus content, like I think about it, um, so that's where there's so many ifs, ands, or buts. If if I'm thinking about it as a, a website that has um, everything a person wants, so it already has some content, but it's not focusing highly on creating on a regular basis, but it already has a great stable. It's already a solid site, um, and it starts to build backlinks. Then it's going to do well. And it could do very well, could very well do better than the high one that's producing high quality content. It's about who thinks that content is good. Uh, you know, are, is CNN and uh, major websites, are they linking to them? Are they building these links by, by outreach, by link attraction? There's so many. It's, it's, <laughs> he's, he's asking the wrong people because <laughs> we have too many ways of looking well, at it. I mean, and is he asking the right question, right? And, and I'm going to say no. I mean, because when he, when he says he's got all these different things, you know, that are going great for both these sites. They, they're both on top positions for their primary key phrases. They're both well optimized. They're both on page one for their search. They're, you know, they're all, they're both already doing good, right? 
He says one side is focusing on backlinks, the other side is focusing on content. Well, they're both doing good with one focusing on backlinks and one doing on content, right? You know, if they're both doing good and you have those two options, the one that's going to be helping the, the client's business the best is the one that's focusing on content because that's going to drive business. Or has backlinks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a broad question. Yeah. If you, we don't know what kind of content the one focusing on backlinks has, and we don't know what kind of backlinks the one focusing on content has. You yeah. really can't. It's hard to answer the question without answering those two questions as well. But I think right? we have, in a way, we've said that there it varies. I mean, it's always going to vary. It's going to vary on the type of links you're getting. It's going to vary in the type of content you have. Whether or not you need to build high quality content every week or every day, um, if it's a, a field like say plumbing, um, you could already have 500 articles in there, um, and then you're focusing on backlinks. So, at what stage is the website? Um, if if we're doing the the most dumbed down form of this, I would agree. Content um, you can't do it unless you've got the content that people want to link to, uh, which is going to happen naturally if you've got great content. And you're building it. So, you know, I definitely agree when it comes to the, the simplest form of this question. Well, I, I think, I think, got, well, you got your mouth, hands full on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and I think the problem, and maybe Anthony can rephrase to get get to the specific question you're asking, which I think is more geared towards which is better, which is what you should be focusing. Should I be focusing on backlinks or should I be focusing on content, which I think is what you're trying to ask. But again, to Ross's point, it depends on you know, other factors. You can't really just put that in a vacuum and say, I have to focus on backlinks because that's going to do better than content. It, it, there's so many other factors into play. You, re you really can't just say it's A or B and, that, and nothing else matters. True enough. All right, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we will uh, maybe have another point here before the end of the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. 
That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, so uh, just on a final note here, um, anyone who's doing uh, local SEO these days, I'm hoping you're keeping on top of things. I uh, <laughs> I tell you, I've, I've got to be reading multiple times. I've never, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, I've, I haven't found a... a, a market of seo more complex than local because it's flipping changing every day <laughs> it's just ridiculous google's constantly um changing and, and they're improving it don't get me wrong i think that's good but there's a lot going on and i strongly recommend following mike blumenthal we've had him on the show before um blumenthal's.org and uh, i think you'll find exactly what you need by following him and and uh looking at the articles he cites and and, and links to as well Anyway, I just wanted to mention that before the end of the show, because I do think it's important. And if you've got a local business, uh, you know, trust it to someone you can trust, uh, a, a business that you can trust, or do your homework and keep on top of it, because you're going to need to to keep on to get those rankings and, and that business. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.